0: joke that um if if, if the humble Beer podcast were a thing i bit of a podcast would be a mullet because i'd be the business up front and dj be the party in the back
1: <laughs> i am the party in the back oh yeah there's so many jokes there and we will move on now <laughs> So, welcome to um, humble inauguration slash humble beer, beer podcast and, and, and inebriated wisdom
0: slash humble beer podcast. Our humble beer alliance, if you will, because we're at Alliance,
1: alliance Brewing. brewing. <laughs> we're in the midst of the uh, kegs and the vessel, the brewing vessels, and we're brewing, in the heart of the brewery. Yeah, Literally in, the brewery in the heart of it, behind us, all around us. Uh, so, here to talk uh, with uh, the wisdom and us. Uh, Join forces together for the for good for beer good in Knoxville and East Tennessee. So, um, uh, if you want to tell us your story and yeah, and uh, how you become past podcasting like us, and we can do the same for you for your listeners and the
2: inebriated journey, if you will, started with what well, was it a bottle of Kentucky Bourbon Barrel, K- barrel Ale, wasn't it? Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> We took a, took a road trip to see Journey. Don't hate, Con- concert was okay, it wasn't that bad. Oh, Steve Miller band too. It's, yeah, Steve Miller band too, so yeah. We got some Place Cowboy. But um, I would like Guinness before, no real macro kind of taste. I hated Bud Light, hated Budweiser, just the American style Pilsner lager type of deal. Couldn't stand that, so I got hooked on Guinness. And that was really all I drank for a number of years. And we took the trip. Expanded just a little bit, I had a bottle of Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, and things changed from there because I, I figured that craft beer could be so, so good from other styles. Uh, really hadn't brushed out before in any other styles at all, so that started the journey. From there came, uh, I'm really, really a good fan of Sours now, Heffy's I'm in love with. Uh, anything and everything, I have no styles that I do not like period so I will taste it all drink it all sample it all whatever needs to be done but uh, got in the podcasting end of it because I'm kind of a tech junkie as you can tell from all the gear I have toys I like toys (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but from there um, just kind of wanted to conquer some fears basically Uh, public speaking actually talking to people um, interviewing skills just try to get rid of those fears that's how all this came about and in the process have some great time make some good friends
1: and great beer hey, So, amen to that yeah that's about all it's kind of basically our, our story we, we, mm-hmm. where we batted around the uh, concept of a podcast for about a year yeah and one day I was just like we were, there was a bottle share and I said hey this would be a great opportunity to get feedback and see if people would listen and, mm-hmm. and um, yeah started from there yeah you know I mean From your side of the story of it, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, for me, it was a lot the same. I I think it's awesome that you found um, Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale is kind of the beer that kicked it off um, because I've I've had a few connections with that brewery and and those people over the years, and um, I don't know. That's just really cool to me to hear hear you say that. Um, Yeah, it's it's very much the same as same as DJ. um, Respect, and yeah, we're, we're nerds too. I like my toys. Um, DJ, what, what were you asking me earlier today about my toys? You were like, where do you get all this stuff? Yeah, what do
1: you, what do you find? Out? I said, is there just uh, some weird techno, techno store that you get all your sure. toys from? And uh, apparently there is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's called the internet. It's the, pretty the internet. Amazing. Web, yeah. We can't share those sites, we might. Yeah, we might. <laughs> we might. Okay, not that side of the internet. <laughs> okay, not that. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll, just, I'll. I'm just here to drink beer and look at the toys. I have no nothing about, about them. <laughs> And like I said I was talking to him earlier I'm looking at all this stuff in fascination. I don't own a computer except for my cell phone I play with the cell phone a lot and know about I know the technology and social media stuff a lot but when he actually has the like computers and stuff that's what Chris is for <laughs> that's, that's me and the,
0: the brains behind the operation exactly I, I always joke that um, if, if, if the Humble Beer podcast were a thing a little bit of a podcast would be a mullet I'd be
3: the business
1: of front, DJ, the party in the back. <laughs> I am the party in the back. Oh, yeah. There's so many jokes there, and we will move on now. <laughs> very, very, very quickly, because that is not how I meant it at all.
2: So, if you've listened to some of my podcasts before, you'll notice that an intro on mine is Donnie and his cohorts, because I have a rotating gang, if you will, of <laughs> guests, speakers, interviewers, presenters, whatever you might call them. Uh, today, following me is my brother-in-law Todd. And how did you get started in this? Other than me pulling you along and saying, "Hey, we need to do this."
4: Oh uh, well, that's, that's was, uh, actually my uh, my daughter. She uh, was dating a guy, supposed to get married to him, and he would bring all these different beers in. And he brought in a Sierra Nevada IPA. And Wait a minute.
2: For those of you that don't know, his name will remain nameless. But yes, I refer he... to him as Kneecap because yeah. that's what I'll collect one day. Anyways, back to the story, Sarah in the, <laughs> the
4: con, man. There's a whole story right there in itself. Maybe we make a podcast on that one. But <laughs> uh, drinking the IPA was, like, nasty. <laughs> that's all I can say. But I kept drinking it, and it was passing it around to all the guys that were sitting around. I was like, taste how nasty this thing is. <laughs> and uh, But... Over the nights, coming home, it was the only beer in the fridge, so I would grab another one and try it. And I was like, well, there's got to be other flavors out there. There's got to be something that I do like. So just from that, started tasting stuff. And then, of course, wasn't long after that's when we went to Green, And uh, we had to get back to liking the IPA yet? Or- some of them I have, yeah, yeah. i found some that I really do like uh, the, the, the Yeehaw uh, nice. up in Johnson yeah. City. Yeah, we went up there and uh, tried that one. I really liked it. So, yeah, I've learned to like a lot more stuff since then. Mm-hmm. And the Alliance, Alliance
0: IPA. Alliance beer <laughs> has been pretty good. Uh, and
2: Todd's defense, he hasn't had good. Alliance IPA today yet, yeah, but no, we will.
4: No, this is great right here. The coffee really good. What, which, which coffee is that? The, the uh, Thunderstrip.
1: Oh, yeah. The Highland Beer Company. Mm-hmm. We had that last week uh, or last whenever we recorded, it. it. was
0: last week. It was, I know it was... Well, yeah, last, last week was last we re- we're recording. Recording.
2: <laughs> We don't have to have that veil of mystery. <laughs> People know. Yeah, these are not released in any specific type of yeah, order. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, we, we're recording like, we'll, we'll, we'll have like in a three-week span, we'll have four recorded. Mm. So, whenever you hear those, if we... I don't know if they're going to be released in sequence or whatever. So... I refer back to other ones. I hope people are not clueless when I hear them. So. Yeah.
2: Just listen to all of them. doesn't have to be in order. Just, yeah, just listen to all of them. All of them. them. Everyone. Download multiple times.
0: Well, well, it is kind of good. for We do have a 2 part. So that would, that would you do have to do. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. But other than that. Yeah, yeah the, the dry
1: tour. Yeah, the dry, dry right. tour. Yes. To so, um... What are some of your favorite beers, some favorite places you've gone in this podcasting world? And got the, you said you're part of a group, an entrepreneurs group or something that you got to have that you started somehow? Or? I'll go
2: ahead and drop the uh, the name. Uh, for those familiar with podcasting and podcasts about podcasting, uh, John Lee Dumas runs a Entrepreneur on Fire podcast um, as a class that he's offering from that, basically, it's a uh, Podcasters Paradise. So all the videos, all the tutorials you need to really start a podcast, all the equipment, all the tech stuff you need to do. Uh, Adobe Audition, any type of software that you're going to use in podcasting at all, plus how to interview people, uh, short you know snippets on or snippets on that, um, best practices. He covers all that in there, and that's kind of where I got really enthused about. Hey, I can really do this, and anybody can podcast. It's not. Yeah. This is not you know. We're not stars by any means. Hopefully we will be one day. But um, anybody can do this. Uh, just have the, have the courage, I guess, to get up in front of a microphone by yourself in a closet wherever and just talk. Someone somewhere will learn, will want to know, want to hear your voice. There are 7 billion people in the world. All it takes is one or two listeners to start a movement. But that's kind of where that came from. Uh, the... <laughs> I did not practice that. I'll edit this later. You probably won't, but oh well. But um so that's where that kind of got started. Uh the the breweries that I've been to so far, uh Parkway Brewing up in Salem, Virginia. Uh, they're real good friends. Excellent beer, excellent beer. Uh, on the And we have a break. I think we're good. <laughs> All right. Our first interview ever was with Pensacola Bay Brewing. Uh they're in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, Yeah, that's
1: that's one of the ones that I've listened
2: to. Really small place. Mm -hmm. uh, 3,500 square feet basically is the whole place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There's some really cool, unique brews that they have there. Um, The owner refers to it as a boutique brewery in a way because it is so small. The tasting room is only around 900 square feet, Mm -hmm. and that's the majority of the building if you don't count all the brew space back behind. Uh, Really neat trip there. I actually took my cousin-in-law, if there is such a thing, he was more of the macro taste, uh, natural light, but a lot, wouldn't drink anything else, wouldn't even try. And he left there liking their Pilsner, liking their IPA, uh, liking their Porter. So I don't know if it's a, a beer evangelist is what I'm trying to do, but turn people on to craft beer just in general. Uh, second interview, official interview, was with Script Town Brewing, and they're located in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, i was looking through some magazines i think it's craft beer and brewing and they did a 48 hour stay in omaha luckily they'd interviewed every brewery that i wanted to go to and didn't interview script town so i'm the only press they got there uh, script town itself is focused on like a a session type style of beer so really really low, really low, really low um, alcohol content around four to five uh, Wide range of tastes, anywhere from America, uh, a real pale ale to a real chocolatey porter. Uh, Muddy Mo Amber Ale, named after the Mississippi River. The head brewer actually won the national homebrewing competition with that uh, several years ago, and just really neat place. Walk into it; it's almost like an old world, or a, like a like an old saloon type, uh, really neat building. If you're ever in the Omaha area, please get out there. Tell them we sent you. Uh, super cool place, but. I'm more focused, I guess, on the history side of beer, um, on how beer actually came about. It dates all the way back to the Sumerian times. So 10,000, 7,000 BC, they were brewing beer. Um, that discovery was kind of accidental in process, maybe. But after that, a couple thousand years later, they turned it into a process. Sumerians started it. The Egyptians kind of perfected it. So they went from the wife's, and the women brewing at home. Yes, women were the first brewers.
1: Is it, wasn't some of the original beer more of a barley wine style, is that correct?
2: Could have been, yes. Um, the original type of beer, I, I would more, I would think more of like a gruel beer. So the oatmeal, basically that they made for their, their daily meals, that got left out, basically in the open, it fermented spontaneously. And somebody drank a little bit of it. Hey, this is pretty good. Really low alcohol content shouldn't be any more any more than like one or two percent maybe, but that I think kind of started the process. Um, barley wine or think of wine, two classifications there. Wine and beer. Wine can be spontaneously made, so wine can be made by nature. Nothing really has to happen other than the grape drop into a puddle of water. Actions take over, yeast is on the outside of the grape, sugar's on the inside, there you go, eventually you'll have wine or any fruit. Beer itself actually has to have a human touch that to start the, the process. Uh, the malting of the grain, I don't know where that started, I think that's been lost to time, but that whole process and up to where the beer actually began, the time period of where beer actually began an industrial process, to where they had perfected, okay, do this, do this, do this, we have beer. They didn't know about yeast until around 5,000 years later. So yeast was still a, oh my God, this magical stuff happens when you mix this in this pot and put it over here for a little bit and do this, do that, pour it in here and let it set. A couple of weeks later, we have beer. I'm just amazed by how that works, you know, yeah. just this, the history behind it. But uh, like I said, the Sumerians kind of perfected it, started it, the Egyptians turned it into a large scale brewing. So that went into the men, temple priests actually making beer. And that tradition's continued from now, you know, from then to now.
1: That's very. That's all. That's awesome. I'm a, I'm a big history buff as well of, of history where things come from and stuff like that. So that, that we need to um, partner more with them to get the, the history. Maybe like
0: uh, well, we're we're you know in a sense we're documenting the history of the uh, the, the, the beer uh, revolution here in Knoxville. Knoxville yeah, well. true. Right
1: so like yeah history and where things started and where things were and it's like I would love to like when crafty we were talking the other, other night like we talk about crafty and talk about lines and all these breweries that turned up how we want to see let them see come back in a year and do a, a podcast or talk to them and see where they've grown and how their beer has changed and, and how the business model has changed And after a year after two years and, and you see some of the very older breweries and Somehow, how how have they've, they've changed over the years and sustained. And so, yeah, the history part of it is like, yeah, you do a very good job of it. Thank and and, and that's as
2: far as I've delved so far. So <laughs> I know I'm sporadic on releasing episodes and content, but it's because I do a lot of research just yeah. to get up to that point. Well, hey,
1: hey you, got what, was, you got I do a lot of research. We we sometimes, we have a lot of information in our hands and we got all information in front of us. Well, we want to make sure we get it we we're making sure we get it right. So sometimes, sometimes I'll know things and I think I'm 100 percent right, but I won't say them because I don't want because we are the humble beer podcast. And next thing I know, if I if I <laughs> there's a hundred emails and Facebook right. posts. And,
0: well, uh, but that gives us some freedom too, being yeah, truly, yeah. You say it does give front. us are rid- humble about it. Right. If we're we wrong, make mistakes,
2: yeah. And and if you didn't know before, I am in no means an expert. This is all just by reading on my own. Now. I do, I would like to start next year to go through the Beer Judge Certification Program. In that, of course, you learn all about the history and different styles, how to judge the different styles, what should be there, what shouldn't. So becoming a Cicerone? In a way, yeah. Okay. Thanks for Beer Judge Certification Program, not the, the serving side. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. I got you. Cool. Cool. Um, as part of our podcast, we'd like to kind of do a, an, an episode based on the styles from there. So Category 1, lot, lot, you of know, like Pilsners. Um, kind of go from there, and have a round table tasting of what they think should be tasting, we should be tasting, and then kind of relate that to where we are now in our inebriated knowledge, <laughs> and go from there. So, yeah,
1: that's really cool. So, so um, with all you said, you love all the different styles and stuff. What's your go-to? What's your go? to yeah, yeah, I gotta have to have a go-to.
2: For the past three months, it's been any any hefeweizen at all, hefeweizen at all. Nice. Um, what sours.
1: Really, what's your favorite Hefeweizen? Oh God! <laughs>
2: I really, i
0: really, I heard Hogarden. Is that right?
1: Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite go-to happies is uh, uh, Yazoo. They make it really solid Hefeweizen. They yeah. do. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah do. Yes, and it, if Cynthia, if you're listening to this, I do really like the Yazoo Hefeweizen. I know you're at other places now, but.
1: Uh, <laughs> Get a Heffy up there. Yeah, i am come okay, Yeah, get a Heffy. I said it would do a great uh, happy. Yeah, you know, that'd be great. Um, well, where are you? Let's get back to. i I'm, I'm Am I still in your thunder, Chris? I'm not, no, I no no, no, no. i you a got thousand questions man. You've got a thousand questions that I'm thinking, and they're keep on coming. I don't know. I'm no, gonna no, no, take no. Your, your, if, if, if I come up with something, I'll let you know. Well, you're doing great. But you, you're, you said you're 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 from about 45 minutes outside Knoxville.
2: Yeah, from Jefferson County originally. So Knoxville has been my, my playground pretty much my whole life. Um, not really been in the culture much here, just kind of on the outside. But I didn't really like craft beer until a couple years ago either. Yeah. So. So
1: mm-hmm. uh, you know, what I was saying is, like, have you have you been able to like? the Knoxville culture of craft beer and see it grow and stuff like that. yes, oh, like, the way we de- like the way we did. Yes, and you guys
2: actually helped with that.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh, so, thank you.
2: I found your guys' podcast while well, I was actually at Disney this year and I was like, you know, thinking around with the idea. I'd already had a couple episodes in mind. Hadn't heard of you guys at all. Uh-huh. Doing a couple searches. Oh, look. Crap, there's another Knoxville podcast <laughs> from here. So, you know, listen to all this stuff. You guys did an excellent job on that. And, and we are trying. And, and that's where I get... The, the title for this episode should be close to Hashtag Podcast Alliance because really, yes, we're in alliance today, but in the world of podcasting, like I said, 7 billion people, someone will listen to someone else eventually. Yeah. There is no competition here. We're all yeah. in it together.
1: This is you know. Yeah, just like we like to see our um, uh, beer family. I was um, talking, I let the um, uh, at R.G. Rockers, I was talking to uh, – the uh, we're getting, we're getting ready to have him on in podcasts and he was talking about how he, he goes I'm gonna let him expand the story when we get him on but uh, mm-hmm. he uh, he he goes to other breweries and they in the area and they trade uh, package beer and they sit there and grade each other's package beer to make sure it's make sure it's good and make tastes good and, and having another brewery's opinion on it honest opinion is good so boom. very neat yeah hopefully we get honest opinions from you what we need to do better and and we'll do the same thing to you and that's particularly yeah help help us help us out you help us out that's what we're here for right yeah
2: if we all grow together my philosophy if one wins we all win so we're taking it all
1: so what, what are your some of your favorite things in the Knoxville beer,
2: beer scene especially this year with the with kind of the explosion if you will of the smaller craft brewery brewers around the area um... alliance has been a good go to crafty bastard really really good beer now they finally got theirs on tap <laughs> uh... saw has been a mainstay they've been here for a while but really good beer there um, really looking forward to last days of autumn when they get up and going i've had some of their homebrew stuff excellent stuff there um, it's really varied. I, I don't. I can't answer that I have a favorite because I really don't. Everybody has their own favorite. Well, oh, yeah. Really good I like to Is mean, just, just, like a
1: favorite scene? Like is it more. You have like the brew pub scene or do you like the, like the smaller breweries like this? Really? I really like the smaller
2: breweries. It's kind of what I think my niche is going to be uh, part of. Uh, we were at the Johnson City Brewing a couple yeah. weekends ago. And the, the smaller brew pub scene like that, there's more. Of like a hard work ethic in that I think mm-hmm. uh, you really you really feel the craftsmanship of their product coming to you. It, 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 there's not that you can get that with a macro beer. Um, it's just the smallness of everybody that comes through the door is family basically, and it happens here at Alliance too. Happens anywhere the you know, smaller breweries I go. When you get to that point that you're so large and you're just mass producing stuff and people will buy it anyways, I think that's where the quality kind of yeah maybe it's good maybe it's you know, not as good as it should be,
1: but yeah, no, these people here, like here, we're here to learn. They're they're brewing from their friends and neighbors, mm-hmm. and they, you feel that when you when you when you drink their um, pumpkin Java uh, beer that we've been drinking oh today. We're, yeah. we're gonna we're yeah. gonna um. we gonna, gonna, gonna have to pull the, uh, uh, the brewer we're over we're, here and we're gonna, gonna get to, to we're, we're gonna um, <laughs> uh, all get a sample of it or we'll get a cup of it and we'll all talk about it here here in a little bit. We'll mm-hmm. take a break and get some and pull the brewer over here and let him explain it real quick but that, like you can tell the art and the craftsmanship in that beer and that and he's making it for his neighbor he's making it for the city it's, a, it's, it's really great um, to, to see the hard work it's really like when you go talk about Aaron at like Crafty and all these people you tell you can really tell that they're really in it for their, their community which I it's what I love about the nozzle scene right it's all and, about
2: quality not quantity yeah yep. quantity will get there if the quality is good enough
1: i think we've had to wait a lot for these breweries open i think we, we waited it patiently but we, i think i don't think we we waited like disgruntledly we waited because wait, wait we understand and and us we've we've took time and you tell that you've took time uh-huh. to research craft beer and research what what goes into it so we know it takes time to perfection, and, we, and we're like, oh, we really want Alliance, or we want, we're crafty, but, but the thing is, oh, we have to wait another month? If it makes it that much better, and I think it is, and that makes, that differentiates craft beer lovers from other other genres of things that we are, we're, we're patient people, I think. Right. I think we'll wait for that new beer because we know what it takes to make it, so...
2: And we're willing to pay just a little bit more for hey, that.
1: Exactly. We're willing to right. open, the, open, the, open, open the wallet and do it. So. Yep. Yep. so do you have anything, Chris, or do you want to take a quick time timeout? And we'll I, say,
0: I say we take a timeout, uh, grab Adam if we can, and, uh, and talk, about the, talk about the new beer. Talk about the new beer? And talk about some of the awesome stuff going on online. So. Awesome.
2: All right. Break time.
0: Break time. I'm, okay, and we're back.
1: There you we go. And we're back. Drinking beer. Yeah, drinking there. beer. What are we drinking? Um, we're
0: drinking the Alliance Java. Pumpkin Java. Pumpkin, Pumpkin Java. Pumpkin, Pumpkin, Java,
1: Pumpkin Java. Java. Java Java. <laughs> Pumpkin Java. And we have this guy, um, he knows a little bit about beer. Uh, can you explain how you go about the beer? Uh,
3: I developed the recipe with Ben, and uh, we brewed it. Awesome. So, awesome. so we got the
1: Brewer for Alliance here um, back on the podcast, hopefully for many more, many more times on the road. For so sure. we're going to have him explain what we're drinking. This is an amazing beer.
3: Thank you. Go uh, again. Thanks a lot. Um, Adam Engel, head brewer of Alliance. Um, uh, so yeah, the Pumpkin Java. Uh, it's our seasonal. We use um, fresh roasted pumpkins that uh, Ben and I roasted ourselves. We use very light on the spice uh, this year we were able to use three bears cold root coffee who's going to be a neighbor here and then we used um, just a touch of lactose for some creaminess and then when we carved it up we carved it on the nitro blend for a little added uh, creaminess as well so it came out uh, a little on the creamy side but it's kind of a we try to get the balance right we call it um, the pumpkin beer for people who hate pumpkin beers when it was based around Upslope's pumpkin beer that they won. Pretty sure they won a gold medal, if I'm not mistaken, at GABF, probably around 11, maybe 12. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but uh, tried that. Fresh roasted pumpkins, very fresh spices, uh, no coffee or lactose, but it just really set me off. It was the first pumpkin beer I'd ever tried and liked that basically wasn't liquid pumpkin pie. When To me, pumpkin beers taste just like pumpkin pie spice and sugar or honey it it just I don't taste cloying or sweet or over the top and a little on the fake side so we decided we were gonna do a pumpkin beer we were gonna do it the way we would want it to be so um, that's how we came up with this so it's been through a few uh, iterations sometimes a little more on the coffee side sometimes a little lighter uh, but it's basically uh, basically a, a pale malt bill very light on the hops, um, almost treads into an amber, kind of a copper color before the coffee goes in, so it darkens up just a little bit. But uh, That's where we're at. It's around uh, 6% ABV, around 15 IBUs, and uh, only do it once a year, and we released it the day before Halloween, because to us, that's when pumpkin beers should be on. There
1: you go. You, you
0: mean August is a bad time? To it's we, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard <laughs> to find... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very
3: hard to find pumpkins, uh, fresh pumpkins, for roasting in July. <laughs> <laughs> but Thank
1: you for this um, amazing beer. What, a,
3: what other beers do you have coming down the line or in-store? Uh, coming down the line, uh, we've got a Kolsch uh, or a smoked Scotch Ale. We've got a smoked lager that might make an appearance pretty soon. We have an Alt and ESB that's about to get casked up. We're going to start a cask program, do some Farkin' Fridays. Then we're going to do... Uh, uh, smoked Porter's coming along as well, and uh, an IPA of a couple of different iterations as well. So, a few things coming on in the next couple of weeks. Try to get the whole lineup out.
0: Yeah. yeah it'll, it'll be nice to see more of those taps with Alliance on them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All the guest
3: taps have been good. I mean, you know, we opened, we weren't able to, we've been open in a little over nine weeks and uh, weren't able to brew for the first five. So,. Uh, it's good to put on beer that we enjoy as well so okay a Rye saison and a belga so those are in the hopper right now so. awesome. awesome i
1: mean miss, i missed the belgo the last time and i've had the belgo several times before and that and last, uh, brewing systems and whatnot and i've always loved that beer so i'm excited for it to come back out
3: thanks yeah we're excited too it's um, it's been a fun beer we kind of went back and forth on how many core beers we were going to have, try to be on all the time, and it definitely made the cut. It's a little bit different. It's got the hops, and it's got the fun hops of the West Coast IPA, but the Belgian yeast, really adds an extra dimension as far as kind of the sweetness and the finish and uh, a little of the Belgian fun. Um, then we also have the Rye Saison for some Belgian funk as well. So try to as far as the Core 6 go, we just wanted something that you walk in first time, don't know anything about us, and you can find a beer that you you would like, hopefully, even if you're not a beer drinker. There's something light, something dark, something smoky. Um, we're all over the board. So um, a lot of different styles, and most of them are very true to style. as best we can get them. So we're excited.
1: That is awesome. Well, I, we don't want to uh, hold you up from your duties you have here at the brewery. At the front alley. No so, worries. It thanks. Sounds, it sounds like the roar of the crowd in the background. But yeah,
3: probably not the best background for a, a yeah. podcast Sunday. It's, we it's always, awesome, though. We always pick up a little bit uh, Sunday afternoons. I have no idea why, but we do. And then we also had, uh, aside from the food truck and the brunch uh, Sundays that we started, and then we also have the... Um, shave the date from November, kicking off, so people are coming in for that as well to raise money for uh, men's prostate uh, cancer screenings charities. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. It's a little loud, so apologies for that. I don't have any sound baffles, but uh, we'll um,
1: we'll get through it. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, so we're we're, we're uh, adaptable. There you go. Podcasting. We'll we'll figure out a way we'll to do the, it. Um, sure. We
0: like a little bit of the environment.
3: The <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure you're definitely yeah. <laughs> getting it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Give us a quick rundown of um, where you're at. Twitter, Facebook, promotions, anything you want to promote? promote. Yeah,
3: thanks. Um, yeah, you can find us at Alliance Brewing Co. on Facebook. We are, I believe, Alliance Brewing on Twitter.
0: Alliance Brew. Alliance, Alliance
3: Brew. Okay, thank you. Um, Alliance Brew on Twitter. There's also an Alliance Brewery. We have two, so one one's kind of inactive. It may turn over to a taproom-only thing once we start distributing. And then um, Instagram, I think we're Alliance Brew Co. as well. I don't know. If you... And then uh, alliancebrewing.com is just a placeholder for now, but uh, Big Works, hopefully in the next month, uh, would be great to go ahead and get the website launched. But we're more concentrated on getting the beer uh, to where it needs to be and dialed in and on tap, and uh, we'll worry about the uh, the rest of the stuff. So stop by and see us. We're here, 1130 Sphere Avenue, six days a week. So stop by and say hi. Awesome. And I want to say thanks to you guys for awesome, coming you. in and coming. Uh, Putting up with the madness and uh, getting everything recorded. So keep doing what you guys are doing. We, uh, as people who uh, are on the production side, uh, really appreciate what uh, you guys have been able to do and what you are doing currently for the Knoxville beer scene. Everybody uh, plays a part, so we're uh, we're all in it together. So an alliance, perhaps. Alliance, perhaps. Cheers, guys. Cheers. All right.
2: Thank you, guys. There thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Right. Thank you Adam. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. How did you get started in beer, DJ? Oh, so
1: uh, <laughs> my, my wonderful um, story—I don't have. Have I told this? Yeah, I no, a, you, you've
0: told it on like our first podcast. Was our, so. our or was I can first, edit this out? If yeah,
1: I've told this on our first podcast, but maybe um, your listeners haven't heard it. But um, um, I remember I was 22, and I, I come from a come uh, serving a small town and uh, from Clinton, and i have never never really um, had beer at all, and uh, when I was 22 years old and. It, I was at, a, all places, um, the um, the wonderful um, local rustic joint called Applebee's. Ah, um, yeah, it was very. Man, I've heard well, of that place. Uh, yeah, have you heard of it?
0: I, I hear they have some good brews there. They, they have it's
1: wonderful crap. brews at the Applebee's. Craft beer and Mecca. It's a craft beer headquarters <laughs> in the southeast, and uh, I was <laughs> I was there, um, and um, a friend had a two for one Killians, and he did not want his second Killians. And uh, and uh, I had uh, the the I had the wonderful craft beer that was Killian's, and and I don't know if it was the Irish and German blood in me, but I took it a swig of it, and I thought it was heaven in a cup. And I always say I went home and um, googled it, but there was no Google at the time. There was AOL.com. Yep. After my um, computer went through uh, many sounds and noises and telephone aisles, and I like researched brewing processes and, and like you did the history of brewing and how it came about, and and I just. Um, and I remember the next few days going to get to uh, uh, the local grocery store and getting mixed sixes and trying and then reading what was on the packaging and and researching what was the packaging and and that's how I got here. It was all um, a, a friend offered me a... Two for ones at Applebee's, so we can thank Applebee's for this podcast, is what I'm saying.
2: This podcast today brought to you by, well, <laughs> probably not, but we'll get there soon. <laughs> well, we want
0: Apple Applebee's, if you're listening, please. We will take your money. Yeah, we'll, yes, we'll we take will. Your, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> we'll even card. do a podcast there.
1: Gift cards? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Free beer? We're there. I mean, yeah. We're pretty easy. So, Chris, what's yes. your... uh introduction into the beer world. So so my introduction into the beer world was in college. I grew up in a
0: very conservative background, I think similar to DJ. But um, family didn't drink, but I ended up in a, um, a group of Christian guys that did. And it just blew my mind. You can be Christian, you can drink. It's amazing. Um, and when I turned 21, um, I actually went to a bar in Chattanooga, Tennessee at the time. And uh, one of my buddies said, you know, we're not starting you out on crap beer. We're going to start you out with good beer. And um, I said, okay, well, what am I going to have? And they said, here's the beer. And they ordered me a Tommy Knocker's Ornery Amber Ale. At 21, that was my first beer. He so started I started on the good stuff. <laughs> okay, and I'm go I started on the good stuff. Okay, I'm going to go immediately regressed. Admittedly, I immediately <laughs> regressed, though. I, I went back and um, started drinking. Rolling Rock, I think, was the first one I really started started drinking. up. But, you know, I was just trying to develop a palate and a taste for beer at the time, so I would try stouts and porters, and that's that's really what I found I liked at first. I think the first one I really fell in love with because um, it took me a while to remember like Tommyknockers. Like, I remember the name. I remember it was a long name, and when I found the beer again, that's when I remembered. Again, this is the first beer I ever had. Um, but but the first beer that I really fell in love with was Samuel Smith's Abbey Porter. Mm. Yes. That that when I found that beer, I was like, "This is it!" Like, this is why we should always stick with craft beer. Very good stuff. Yeah, that's that's just what I love about
1: it. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, speaking of like, we we we're close to age and stuff. Like, and and we were talking. You said you asked him, "How did he get into the craft beer world?" But like, as in like podcasting and being part of the craft beer scene here in Knoxville. Well, uh, for me. Um, I like started like after I found craft beer I started searching out craft beer bars and, and the, there was so few here in Knoxville right and yeah, I had Union Jack's uh, you yeah, had uh, um, uh, Union Fred, Jack's Brez Pub Pub and Prez then, pub, then um, right. in Turkey Creek um, um, there was Irish Times for a while that was the only really place you could go get uh, any kind of craft or import beers uh, but um, I started going to those beer bars then um the uh, whole world opened to me when I t- started going to the beer and beer market, right. and then the the friends I made there, and the craft beer community that just that place formed for our community. I think um, uh, a lot of uh, people in the Knoxville market have a lot to like a uh, uh, thank yous so to to. But the beer and beer market for starting, oh, they they almost were the initial switch to the right. craft beer kind of community here in Knoxville. And I guess and and Chris is there with me. He was he has yeah. been with me or he going to the beer market for a long time together. You know, and for,
0: for a long time, in fact, I think you and, were one of the first people that really started draw me to the beer market. Yeah, I met you through other through other groups and friends, but I remember coming to the beer market a lot because you were like, hey, come out and hang out at the beer market. Yeah.
1: And they, and they always had activity at casca a tap table over and birds like that and so that's that's probably my further furthering in the craft here and uh, how, how I'm here today talking to you because of uh, just the being me if I don't think I would be here today if there wasn't a talking about crap here if there wasn't a, a sustained community like there is now right. I, I would just be a Oh, I like to have craft beer every now and then, but right. now I'm a craft beer fan and craft beer supporter and brewery lover and podcast co-host because of the community. So.
2: One of the real turning points for me was at Brewfest this year, um, the collaboration beer, the Honeysuckle Saison. Oh, yeah. Of course, I'm, I'm new into the community, kind of trying to get you know everything straight, who's who, who's what. I never knew that so many people could come together to work on one thing. Yes. Yeah. And are. it would be just a strictly collaborative here. You know, this is our best effort to do it. And beer was excellent. I really, really enjoyed it. But that, to me, was a turning point at Brewfest. Just because I'd never yeah. been in that. And the beer, the craft beer community itself, it's it's almost like a brotherhood. Once you're in, you're in. Everybody will do anything they can for each other until it hits the taps. Then it becomes almost you know a, a battle. We're not talking here in the, in the in the brew pubs themselves, but you know, out just uh, distribution wise. But it's just that level of camaraderie, I guess, between all the brewers themselves. That's you know, it's really interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, you're good anyway.
1: But have you, there's there has been talk, and we can't confirm anything that that saison and that process is going to be a yearly thing. Yeah. So uh, we're really hoping that something. That well, we have heard from uh, Zach, I think, from uh, Knox Brew Tours, that it's a possibility in the future that that could be a yearly gathering of people, and it could be. Uh, from what I, I think, we may have this on the docs Brew Tours con- uh, podcast, but from what I heard, is maybe. People get the ingredients and stuff, but we might have people elected to be the main in charge of it. Yeah. But there's
0: they're, they're bouncing around uh, like, ideas. They're have really bouncing around know.
1: ideas as the guilds getting formed. The yeah. crazy
0: thing, yeah. yeah. So that beer. In the state of it, it was only about. It only took them about a month um, to actually pull together and actually brew the beer. They only did it about a month beforehand. If the idea came together and everything. Probably. So I I, I think that just adds to the the fact that. You know, all these guys came together and did something very quickly, and they're that quick to get to do things. It's not like it's gonna be years worth of planning to get everybody together to actually do the podcast or to do to do the you know. But yeah, so so yeah, I thought that was really cool, and I think to that point too as you said it was inspirational to you and I think to us it's you know just kind of proves our point of you know the podcast that we do is talking about the craft and culture and how these different breweries are working together are teaming up nobody is here to put everybody else out of business I mean it's not the atmosphere not the ideals at all that these people share um, and we just hope that continues and we, we're just excited to be here to be able to document that as it goes
1: I mean we're I'm excited that there's there's, there's Somebody out that has a heart like us for the the, the industry and the the history, and like you got you that has that heart that wants to tell people about it, and and a this is uh, this is not the last humble uh, humble beer podcast slash inebriated wisdom podcast. This is one of, but this is one of a thousand hopefully down the line that we're gonna be doing, and and like I hope I hope uh, down the line we're um. Um, where we we run we walk into the same brewery at the same time. gonna you know, be the, the same person, and and we just go boom. We'll do it together. You know, yeah. That's the way I'm gonna work, and I hope I know Plant you will it. too. So it yeah. should
2: roll. It's like I said, once one wins, we all win. Yeah, that's, and it's all about promoting those guys. It's not anything about us. It really, it really is not. We got into it. I got into it for the brewers themselves. You know, just as a promotion tool for them, spreading all the. They put in a lot of heart and soul, a lot of effort into this, and even if it's not so good beer, there's
1: still so much work and, behind that. And, and there's stories to be told. Yes, and, and the like, stories are the
3: coolest part of yeah, the whole
1: process. Exactly. The, the story, the stories, like, and, and the history is full of stories, and, and, and that's what I want to. That's what I want to tell. And I'm sure, you. Won't. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's, that's
0: one of the reasons we're doing it is to be able to tell these stories and share these you know, these experiences with others and, you know, it's been impactful in our lives and in the friendships that we have and we hope that can be the same for others and hopefully a podcast like this can inspire people to go out there and get involved with the local craft beer scene and local craft beer communities. I just really
2: (laughs) like drinking beer. Yes, I I really love beer. I've never, I don't think I've had a, a, a second beer since I've been doing this with the same flavor, same style. I, yeah. really, I really have. Yeah, it's you, always...
1: And, and <laughs> for me, um, like, I, I'm, I'm saying ever, ever since I started the podcast, um, I don't drink full beers anymore. I drink halves. Yeah. Uh, or drink quarters because I want that opportunity to experience the entire board or palate of a brewery right. that you can't do if you are if you come in two and you're drinking pints. And, and, there, and then also at the end of the day, there's something liberating about like going to my favorite place, beer market or uh, any hearersman, and just going can't get a full pint of that because I get I'm I'm i I'm, I'm not thinking about trying styles I'm just going right. mm-hmm. to enjoy something too. But also when I go to a new place, I'm gonna, I'm going to drink quarters and halves right. the whole way through because I want to I want to experience every single one of them. So and you get the and then then you if you can be able to meet like. I've talked to uh, i talked to about my, my trip to Denver and we I got to just to meet some people and and talk to them and hear stories behind beers and hear stories, and, and hear stories of, of why the how the brewery came to be and what the brewery's going to do and stuff like that and and you I don't know if, I don't know if you get that anywhere else and you don't get that and I mean you you don't go to car dealerships in I, Idaho and find out the story of a of, of a of a of a the car or whatever you don't get like you you don't. Get to meet musicians and hear the story behind while they, ha- while they made the song. You do maybe in some rare case because well, there's a you know. the whole VH1
0: series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there really? I mean,
1: yeah, they, they kind of do that. I'm um, not old enough for that. Yeah, but okay. they're VH1. Yeah, exactly.
2: But they're VH1. They're we're not exactly. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true. I mean, yeah, exactly.
1: don't do that anymore. anymore oh. Uh, oh man. I'm not. I, I don't. I'm, I'm way too old for that television show. VH1. Isn't that for people in their 40s? Hey, 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 hey. Easy. (laughs) Speaking of people over
2: 40, we do have an interesting story of a beer introduction. Um, We can edit this later for explicit content if needed, but (laughs) it is a cool story. Uh, This is my brother-in-law, Todd, and he's going to tell about his first beer experience. Uh, We do not, however, condone the underage consumption of any type of alcohol, but Back in his day, it was a little bit different. So, uh, take it from there. Take it away. Boy, take, take it away. away. Oh, man. Hey, Todd, uh, you, you can make it up if you really want to.
4: Yeah. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't have to make it up. I think it's a pretty cool story. Uh, Going to football games, well, it was actually starting high school. We'd go to football games, and, and we actually had a friend that we lived on the neighborhood uh, who was actually older than us probably i don't remember if he was able to buy beer or not but uh he came by the football game and took us (laughs) and told us say let's go do something and so i got in a car with him and uh, wound up at a little beer joint there in town and we bought magnum malt liquor Uh, i remember that name it's a gold can i still remember it to this day tall boys we were drinking six of them they were horrible, but it was the for the drunken experience, not for the beer experience. Yeah, of course, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was horrible. But uh, yeah, that that was an experience all in itself, the whole night because uh, people wound up naked and all kinds of things. But <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah it, it's yeah. I, I think that's for that I other think, channel that when I'm high. hands in hand with malt liquor, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it probably does. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That to me sounds like it plays into a little bit of that placebo effect when you get when you're young. Oh man, I'm so drunk and you've had one set. Oh yeah, yeah. You think you're wasted? (laughs) We gotta get crazy now. Uh
4: Yeah, but except I drunk six. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there was some to it. Yeah, there was. I've got to get drunk and just knocking them back as fast as I can because I want to see what this feels like. So. (laughs) But then, you know, from there it was like, let's try something else. So I've always been, you know, trying to experience and stuff. And I think that's what you were saying. It's about the experience. Uh, You know, it's it's, coming here, you you get to experience something with with what they're making. You know, it's like going to an art museum. You know, you experience something. You stand and look at a piece of artwork. And if you look at it long enough, you begin to experience something with that piece of art. You know, it's Picasso. It's Rembrandt. It's different people. And when you go to one of these guys and they're making something. You know, it's an IPA because it's made a certain way, but it's not the same IPA as Sierra Nevada. It's not the same IPA as somebody else makes. They're they're all different. They all have their own thing. You have your own experience with it. And, you know, just like a Magnum Montlicker, I had an experience with that. But, you know, and I was looking for a certain experience. But now it's different. It's, uh, I don't know. You can almost, it's the story behind that, that experience that you're having. There's a story that goes with the brewmaster coming through to this beer that you're experiencing now at some point in your life and you know and, and, and flavors and smells and music all those things bring back experiences that you have and it's like what we're doing now you know i'm pretty sure this thunderstruck coffee porter is going to bring back this experience later on that road because you know and that's what it's all about it's, you know making friends building your building your life you know it's having a life so it's
1: Kind of where it came from. And he was talking about the experience, and 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 I think I don't know. There's some. You said you you had the six, and you were feeling filling the uh, uh, the malt liquor, which well, well, we may have been there or not been there before, or not. But but I think I think we downplay in the craft beer industry. We want to downplay the feeling and the effects of the beer has on us, and I think we do that too. We don't do that. We don't. We talk. We talk to talk about the nose. Don't don't get me wrong. If we have too much, it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. There's things you don't want to do when you're when you have too much, like operate a vehicle, exactly, like in other things. But the thing that is but you know what? I think it's a gift that it, it can can lighten our hearts. It can relax us. It can make us feel better. And I think like even with the modern day, like we have Suchry's, um high gravity tavern. They, and I think one of the experiences by drinking a high gravity beer is getting that. Instant rush of alcohol feeling, and it almost it almost it almost warms your heart and warms your body. And it has a warming effect and it makes you feel good just by drinking it. And I, there's and there and I think people like they, they want to talk about the smell and the taste and everything coming from the art, but there's also a great like chemical feeling you have when you have the, when you when you drink the beer. It, it does and it's it, it is a it does have an effect on your body and it does make you feel good. And I think, uh, and I, th- and I like, like the fact you have inebriated wisdom as your name. It almost kind of lends to it. You can, I mean, you can go have a few beers and have a few high grabs and feel good and be responsible about it without, without um, having the six. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. and, and that's kind of. Hey, 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 people are going to do that. Kids are right. going to do that. Right. You know what? I might. Mistake and do that sometimes, but <laughs> you know what? It happens, but 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 I, I really think that the craft beer drinker, in
2: essence, is more educated than that. I really right. do, yeah, because yeah. they're after more of the experience. Now, if, if you go to yeah. the store and you get a 12 pack of a lot or whatever and down for that, that's a whole different story than oh, what yeah. we're ever talking about. Different. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're here, Alliance Brewing, Crafty Bastard, all Works, wherever and you're there for the experience of the beer you're by default not going to have 6 or 10 or 12 yeah. and try to get out of here it's, it's all about the taste it's all about the experience it, it really is mm-hmm.
1: so and, 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 exactly. and we're if we have too much we're going to have too much on the fact that we like the flavor so much right right, right. That's, exactly based on not uh, like just wanting the the, the end result yeah <laughs> and unless it's a really heavy stout. which is <laughs> yes
2: you can't have
0: too much you kind of get a little yeah, exactly Really, really
2: <laughs> you like Saison on where you get full before you have too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not really.
1: uh, so uh, here, here we go. Here's a good. I like back like your story. We'll, we'll do a little round table thing and we'll we'll talk. I, I'll put you on the spot first. Uh-huh. Um, best brewery, like some brewery experiences.
0: Best brewery experience.
1: Best brewery experience or most memorable. It doesn't have the best. I'm gonna be honest. The the best brewery experience I've had to date
0: has been um sam adams brewing up in boston i got to go take a tour up there um, they were taking money it's cool you don't pay to go on the tour you do they do ask for a donation um, and you donate i think five bucks it was that we donated to that actually went to the um the, not disaster relief but i think the boston bombing victims and stuff like that when have been up there so really cool event um, really cool to get out there they do a really good job of educating people on beer. They they have a very um, you know for being as big of a brewer as they are, some them might even consider them mass producing. To me, going up there made me realize these guys really truly are still a craft beer company. And you know, they they actually care about what they're doing, and they, they actually work really hard. And it's actually kind of funny, you know, how they had the uh, same Adams commercials with all the brewers and the big beards and stuff wearing the outfits. Yeah, they wear those same things on the tour, so it's like. I feel like I'm walking around with a celebrity right now. It's pretty cool, um, but it was just—it was really cool to, to be there to learn about the craft beer. Um, it was one of the first times at that point that I had actually seen like beer broken down into its parts of um, barley, um, <laughs> of, of barley, of the hops, um, of the, you know, the wheat and everything else, and so or the malts, you know, and. Um, it was really, really, really cool because, you know, they were like, it wasn't just telling telling you about how it was broken down, it was showing you, you know, you put your hand in a you know, thing and you pull out some malts and you smell them. They were like, hey, these are edible, you can put these in your mouth and taste them. Um, you know, they, they would give you a hop and then, you know, you would actually take it in your hand and crush it and smell it and you get that hop smell. And it just it, breaking it out like that helped me identify the different pieces of the beer later down the line. Thank you, sir. Um, and so... And so for me, I I think that was probably the biggest, um, the the biggest, most impactful brewery that I had been to, to date.
1: That's cool. I mean, and and with Sam Adams, uh, people love them or hate them in the craft beer world. Oh, hold on, one more
0: thing. They they also did show us their, how to taste beer for the first time. They actually take you through the process. They have like a six-step process for tasting beer, that they show you how to do in their tasting room and they give you a little glass when you leave and they want you to come back because they only give you one and they give you one little piece of the instructions for tasting the beer so if you come back the goal is to you know get, collect all the glasses from, from the tour but um but yeah it was really cool go ahead i would
1: to say what, love or hate um sam adams in the craft beer world they've done too much for the industry to, to not deny that like so but Right. If yeah. it wasn't for Sam
2: Adams, a lot of small breweries really wouldn't be here now. And yes, they have that negative connotation of the, the changing the craft beer label kind of, but they had to start somewhere. They're still yes, craft beer. Yeah. You know, not not production oriented, but there are still craft beer. Yeah. I mean, even even to the
0: point of their pint glasses. Like if you buy an official branded branded um, pint glass from Sam Adams, they're actually custom designed and they're actually custom created to give off the flavor of their Boston Laundry. And they, they actually spent a lot of time and effort with the local glass company up in Boston, creating these glasses, so we could drink out of them and sample their beer. And
1: hopefully we can replicate that here in Austin with Pretentious. Exactly, hey, yeah.
0: exactly. And you can see how that flows into other breweries. Yeah, too, exactly. With that kind of I
1: business. like the way the fact that you use the word flow into other breweries. Oh, like do? like flow like flow Flo. the, the, the brew parlor. that's We're not awesome. About that they, uh, no, we,
0: they they should really have that Java up here. Yeah, that, that pumpkin Java. That they would they have, that Flo? that
1: pumpkin Java they that'd be awesome. That would be perfect for his setup and, and that, that's another um, person that helps us out all the time and yeah. lets us. Um,
2: and he's, he's good buddies of Yeah guys, yeah, so. yeah so
1: but back on to the experience. I, I got to
2: hear yours first before I tell mine. my
1: favorite brewery experience. I don't know like there's 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 so many like favorite brewery experience um, um, I would say like it would one more of, of my favorite would be would be Nola and um, uh, Louisiana I, I got to go behind the scenes but I you know I'm gonna go ahead and have to be Holland um, um, uh, I, I got to I, I knew I um, uh, First time I've ever been to Highland Brewing Company, or I had been there to the tap rooms. So I've never took a tour or anything, but uh, we um, uh, basically uh, kicked uh, Holland's ass in a race. Yeah, um, the the Flying Pints here in Knoxville, so they treated us to a uh, a, a time in their um, brewery, and I and I got to go um, get the behind the scenes tour, like. Uh, like with with the brewers the people that worked there and uh, we got some of the um secret stash from the brewers that worked there and and um and i got to uh, just enjoy the rest of the night after a race out highland with uh, even i think i think the place may have even closed early that day and we got to stay and hang out for the rest of the night and it was just a, such a personal experience and and i got to come I, i'm I would say I'm friends with um, people who work there, a lot of people that work there, in the, in the, and it was just like was a personal one-on-one experience. That was probably my favorite. It was like they were bringing out just like rare beers, and we were tasting them, and we, they were showing us everything, nook, and cranny. Uh, uh, and one time later, uh, they... Uh, uh, Later on, we um, I got to go on the we got to go on the rooftop and see their new edition. That was last year. But I've got the with Highland. I would say I've got more behind the scenes access at Highland than I have than any other brewery, and that's that's why I, that that all that tour is, or that place is always special because they've always like put us here, Knoxville. So they've always kind of let us in and let us see the behind the scenes more. Like I've, all the other brewery tours I've been in have been more uh, like just the tour base and stuff, and being able to know some connections here in Longstool, getting to see every little nook and cranny and be on the rooftop, and seeing the, the, the Blue Ridge Park Mountains and every, all the stuff, and yeah, pretty awesome. That, that's probably my favorite. And, and if um, Highland Brewing Company listens and their running team, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. <laughs> Is that a call out? <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably beat us last year. I think uh, I'd have to look, but, but.
2: I'm going to stay kind of local with mine. for the, For the day job, I travel around a lot two different breweries installing different equipment. Uh, we do like the, the best buy, sell by dates that you see on the bottles or cans. We actually do the printers for that, so I service those and install them. Um, a couple of the different breweries there. Some real interesting behind-the-scenes stuff that I can't share yet, but the coolest thing here in Knoxville uh, was when I finally hooked up with Zach at the uh, Knoxville Brew Tours and we did the 401 tour. So you guys did the dry tour, I did the first wet tour around, and I learned more actually on that tour than I had in the previous months before. Uh, Seeing all the the behind-the-scenes stuff, tasting, you know, the different malts, things like that that Zach normally does on the tour, but 401, you kind of got to go in more deeper detail on what was this, what was that. Um, here in particular, Aaron from Crafty Bastard was here and we did two Hefeweizens. They were basically identical formulas. One was fermented at a little bit higher temperature than the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could just, to tell the difference in between taste of that, uh, to me it was kind of kind of neat uh, to see that there's that little in- intricacy in the beer that will cause you know that flavor explosion basically. But uh, that's enough for this one. We've got some ghost stories from other breweries, but uh, we'll cut this, take a break just a second, and we'll be right back.
0: And we are back, and we have
2: Ben Siemens,
0: assistant brewer to Lions Brewing. Is that correct? Yes, assistant brewer. Awesome.
5: How's everybody doing today? Doing well. All bro. right. Good. Thank you. Thank you for letting me sit down with you.
4: Enjoying yeah, the we uh, were, we were job. We're
1: grabbing them. people and we're we we got all these famous people here in the building that oh, yeah, help yeah. brew beers and uh, sure. We'll get to, um, uh, uh, our buddy Sam on who's doing who's done a little construction work here and other places. We're we'll talk to him and um, yeah. We we, we just want to uh, we've talked to you we talked to you on the dry tour. Yeah. Uh, maybe get an update on on um, you and. Uh, your process, but well, you just had a, a wonderful introduction of uh, the pumpkin ale, um, Sure. Your pumpkin, your pumpkin beer by your um, uh, main man Adam. Adam, yeah. So um, maybe um, just uh, kind of expound kind upon of that. Maybe beers come down the line. Here's some your personal stories and stuff like that. <laughs> Anything fun? that's a lot. Anything fun?
5: Yeah, we love the Pumpkin Java. Pumpkin beer for people that uh, don't like really spicy, overly sweet pumpkin beers. I'm sure Adam explained it. It's, uh, it's a winner, and it's uh, yes. we're getting good uh, reception from it, so that's been great. Uh, beers that are coming up, uh, Scotch, Kolsch, West Coast Style IPA, Smoked uh, Porter, uh, an Alt Beer. Um... Uh, sitting right behind me here, uh, uh, Belgian style IPA and uh, Belgian uh, saison coming down the pipeline hitting, as well.
1: He's hitting a, um, a fermenting <laughs> container yes. behind us. Is what, what you're? Yeah, we're,
5: we're we're sitting here amidst the three barrel fermenters here that are sitting out at ambient temperature because it's Belgian ale yeast, so we're able to ferment it at the low 70s, and they're cranking away. And uh, the saison in particular is about ready to move over to the cold room to crash and uh, get kegged up and I'm really excited about it because it's our first big batch of Saison we've made and the Saison is a style that Adam and I have worked on for a long time. We really really like our our Saison a lot so looking forward to that. Um, As far as what I'm doing uh, here since the last time we talked you know, you asked me what my role was, and I think I answered, like, you know, assistant brewer, a.k.a. cleaning guy, you know? So <laughs> I've been doing a hell of a lot of cleaning. Uh, that that definitely was true. Um, one thing that we've been doing here on our three-barrel system is uh, our, uh, our mash tun, uh... You know, when we started out brewing we were dealing with some uh, temperature issues in terms of maintaining the mash temperatures throughout the entire process, so we've made some small modifications to the system in the last week. Uh, setting up a rim system, uh, bringing in a sparge arm that was prototyped over at Crafty Bastards Brewing Company by Aaron and uh, he shared his uh, technology and techniques with us and uh, I was inspired by him so I decided to sort of uh, make one for ourselves, uh, very, very similar. Um, and then tomorrow we're uh, heading out uh, to meet Doug Campbell. We're going to do some modifications on a grant and uh, a smaller kettle, and uh, we're really uh, hoping to achieve full mash dominance here uh, <laughs> uh, th- this week. Uh, so we're uh, we're happy about that. So so definitely um, working with the mechanics and the things of the system, and trying to find the soft spots and shore them up, and you know a little bubble bubble gum, a little tape, and uh, we'll be good to go.
1: Uh, we're the awesome. Millennium Falcon of breweries.
2: <laughs> <everywhere> we're going to <laughs> coin that term, by the way.
1: So yeah, so have another guest. What, guess, that's what I've been up you're, to. You're good there. Well, we're getting we're getting another uh, guest sitting in here too while we're while we're throwing throwing people in here. So, but um, we'll introduce him in, here momentarily. Yeah. Uh, but um, maybe in any shining stories you have. Uh, any moments you've had since this place is open that you kind of uh, hits you or you remember that that's fun? You want to tell a story? Tell us a story.
5: Well, I don't know of any, like, one particular story that sticks out, but I think really the, the most, uh, the best part of this place was working together to build it into what it is now. Um, all the work that went into it as a group, uh, friends, inner circle of alliance, staff members, you know, the community, everybody that came together to to actually you know put the sweat and the work into it and make it into what it is that was sort of the most fun part so far and then beyond that uh, you know really I, I I have to say when I wake up my ground my feet hit the floor and I'm ecstatic to come in here and work every day I'm, I'm able to do what I love on a daily basis and Adam and I are great friends and great co-workers and just working with him on a daily basis has been wonderful the creative process the energy you know the successes and the failures and all the shared moments along the way have been fantastic
1: awesome well that segues away from, from the from all the work you said mm-hmm. to who we got next all yes. the sweat the sweat the sweat the sweat and the work
6: it was a group effort
1: <laughs> so. we got we got Sam the um one of the um, main contractors workers um um, who's helped design and build um, this brewery that we're sitting in, and has also helped design um, um, a couple breweries in town. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about yourself and what you've been doing, and how you how you start got started working for breweries.
6: Uh, well, it's actually, working for brewery work was all due to these guys, Alliance Brewing. Uh, they approached me quite a while back, and yep. just just in talks, and just. Uh, as uh, as we continue to talk, the more we got excited and the more options that we had on how things needed to work and how they're gonna flow and before you knew it there was a huge community outpouring of everybody wanting to get together, work together, be a part of the thing that's greater than them. And uh, we got into it and we just it's just been great ever since. Uh, Coming from a background in architecture and design builds, uh, it's just it was just a natural way to get into uh, what I've been doing as of late, and that's a lot of brewery work. So not only has Alliance uh, kind of put me on the map locally, if you will, Crafty Bastards been something I was been involved with. Talking to the Last Days of Autumn, been dealing with Isaac uh, and. Uh, several other people in town that were in the in the works in the process right now of uh, getting the numbers out and saving people that that headache of not knowing who's going to be in the space you know who's going to if if it's going to be done properly the right amount of care and thought is going to go into the process and that's kind of where i think we excel uh, is because everybody really wants this to be a successful thing and wants to see it in the entire region you know, not just a, a one hit wonder, you know, we want everybody to, to have that success and work together and count on each other
1: moving forward. Um, Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, um, what, um, what do you think is different, have, like you're, you said you have a standard construction background, architecture background?
6: Uh, early on, uh, ever since before it was a, as officially as a business, uh, the design consulting aspect of it just came naturally. So people would come to me and whether they had a, a contractor they weren't happy with or they had a question on something that couldn't be designed, uh, I would get in there and we'd just make it work. We'd work it out, you know, get them, give them options and refine things that they couldn't actually put on paper. So uh, that's, been, that's been huge in my background. A lot of circular uh, and barrel vault things, ellipses and stairways and just one-off stuff that you, you really can't, you really can't put on paper. You just have to get in there and say, here's here's how we're going to do it. You just got to trust me on this one. And we get in there, and before you know it, there's this work of art.
1: Yeah, I'll so say, like, that's probably how, that's probably translating the uh, beer world very oh, well, yeah. because we're, you're working with older spaces and unique spaces and, you right. uh, and you need, a brewery is a unique business, so you have to be creative. Just like they, when they create the beer, they have to be creative the way they do the beer. Right, you have to be creative the way you build the space. And make it's it. always changing. Yeah. You, have,
6: you have to be able to adapt, uh, whether it's in the space or in the process of the brewing itself, as, as we know. Uh, but getting in and being able to adapt to the environment and making the best of what you have, it's just it's just. Works. It's a beautiful thing. It's, it's it's great to watch the end the end product. Uh, you know, here's this result of all this. Step one, you have this thought that's going to affect you 900 steps down the road. You know, and knowing that you're looking forward to that every day as you're moving forward toward the end goal.
1: Um, you've been involved with the craft beer industry even before. Um, you know, you've always participated in bottle shares. Yeah. Just,
6: I'm just, I'm a huge fan. You're just a huge fan, right? Yeah. It's, it's just sharing the love of, of the beer world. You know, it's 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 so big on community. You know, getting everybody together, and that's what made this uh, this project here just a, a beautiful project. Everybody, just what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And, and we had more help than we needed, but we put everybody to work and everybody had a heart. So it was, everybody worked together. There's, was, there was not a, a bad day on the job site here. It was, it was always a good day.
5: We, we always found a, a, way, a way to have fun while we were working. It was a good time.
2: Absolutely. Do you remember the turning point that actually brought you into craft beer?
6: I believe it was a really good friend of mine, uh, known him for over 30 years, Lou Kitchell. In Oak Ridge, uh, he's also known as Blues and Barbecue. Uh, he has a blog, uh, he's been in the paint industry forever. He's been a huge fan of uh, craft beer since before craft beer probably. Uh, his family makes their own wine and that's probably how he got into that end of it and his appreciation for it. And uh, we started having small bottle shares and before you knew it, we were inviting and hundreds of people to particular bottle shares and there's no limit, you know, just, you know, whatever, however many people you can invite, get that appreciation factor up, spread the news, you know, people that didn't know anything about craft beer, they would come to a bottle share just by association with somebody. And before you knew it, they told somebody. And then the next bottle share, there's those people and their friends. And it just grew and grew and grew. So we we hold events everywhere, all over town, in residences, you name it. You know.
1: Well, that that's awesome. That it awesome that you guys are partners here, and Ben's been Ben's been a friend of mine for a long time. Absolutely. I've, I've got to know him. Um, um, drinking some Red Stripe and i um, listening to Beard. some Mouse <laughs> uh, reg- Reggae
5: nights at the Beard and Beer yeah, Market we, back we in were the day we old school
1: Red Day nights at the Beard and Beer Market Yeah. spending some Eek Mouse and I was lucky to be invited to some of the uh, model shares um, uh, about this guy I remember um, um, hitting Bull's Barbecue which is going to be in this neighborhood Yeah. and eating Bull's Barbecue probably talking to Sam and listening to some reggae music and those. I mean, that, and now we're sitting here talking about a brewery that we've all had some part of that And and I've been lucky enough to have a part in it. I was lucky enough to just come here, hang out, and and, um, Sam going, dude, you're going to have to do some work if you're hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's all about. Because, dude, he's like, dude, we don't come here just drink beer. Yeah. uh, You're going to put some stuff on. Excuse me, DJ. uh... (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> and
6: uh, and you were up there on the very top of these scaffolds. Yeah, well, and uh, you're like, I'm going for it. I'm going so, for it, yeah, going
0: all you, out. When you put DJ to work, he goes to work. Yeah, he do, does. I do. I, do, I yeah. try. Yeah. I do, there's, I do, there's even a beer and beer market. It's been like, hey, uh, DJ, why don't you come pour for us? Yeah.
1: yeah. So, there's there's
6: no off button in that guy. Yeah. So no. I, I try
1: I try not to be. I try to put my hands in it, anything I can. So yeah, it, it's, been, it's been great to get to know you guys, yeah. and um, and hopefully. Um, down the road, we get to sit down with you guys more often, and don't to, I know you guys been you, you've been um, you've been sampling a little bit today, and hope just a
6: little bit sharing well, the different sure. uh, styles. Ho- hopefully, I there. get to
1: get you on know, some samples here in a few minutes, right. and yeah, yeah. hopefully get to hang out with Ben and stuff. I know you're I know you're working dishes and yeah. serving, so we don't want to hold you two cool guys too long. No,
5: this is great. Thank you for letting me participate.
2: Yeah, yeah so, thank you very much, Ben. Yeah, thank Sam, you. Sam, real yeah. quick, the next brewer that comes along, the next home brewer that's Thinking about doing this, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah,
6: uh, they can reach me through a website, they can reach me through my email and uh, my phone number. And uh, you want me to relay that to you now? Or would you like yeah, it
4: yeah, to
0: yeah, yeah, you're right, right. So we can yeah. have it on audible
6: record samh831 at gmail.com. And uh, they can also reach me on my business line 770 710 2248. It's a Atlanta area code. Okay. Be happy to talk with you cool. we will yeah. pass that along.
1: And we, um, um, we always we already run down the information for Alliance, but you have artwork and different things you do on the side. Besides, uh, do you have any info or on online material for that? Or?
5: Oh, well, I have a website. It's just my name, BenSeamans.com. Um, and uh, currently, right now, I've been putting all my energy into brewing. I really don't have any uh, art activity going on in the city right now. I'm not um, showing any work. Um, but uh, that being said, I'm. Uh, Sort of the art director over at Flow, uh, you know, Brew Parlor. Uh, I'm, you know, curating uh, the first Friday shows every month. Uh, last month we had the paintings of Eric Kegley uh, showing in the space. That was really nice. And this month we have the uh, photo collages of artist Kelly Heider. Um, And that's been, for me, while I'm brewing and putting a lot of energy uh, in here and I'm not necessarily able to get to my studio to paint as often as I would like to, uh, I like uh, doing curatorial work because it keeps me engaged in the art world, talking with other artists and sort of, in a way, sort of expressing, you know, my interests in local artists and who I think uh, are really the great artists in town and who I feel should get some airtime and some some featuring so you can check out shows at flow brew parlor uh, every first Friday and then the artists are up there all month and feel free to inquire uh, with the staff there about the work they always know a little something about it and it's a cool uh, environment to look at art in Knoxville
1: thank you guys thank you, very well, thank much. you guys so, now so much we're now, take over? I'm joining in you guys are going to work the ball, right? <laughs> okay <laughs> come on <laughs> alright we'll do it okay let's go <laughs> <laughs> no
0: that, that, well, well, they were clearly, clearly time was well, up. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I, well, I don't know if they if they let us work the bar. They might may not make a profit they tonight. Might not, no, no. Poor <laughs> for you, poor for
2: me. More poor for you, poor <laughs> for me. Looks like some friends up there. Let's say yeah. poor here, poor yeah. there. We're good, yeah. yeah. We're good. Well,
1: man, this has been great. This has been awesome, man. It's, it's been awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, man. Well and this was awesome it, it, and the thing but it is this got set up this got set up with um, see, us just being here on a Wednesday night or Tuesday night together yeah and, and just bull uh, snarking bull crapping I yeah, guess just, yeah, BSing that, that, and that stuff yeah almost, I don't want an
2: explicit rating yet uh, exactly
1: it's um, us BSing and um, and coming together and, and having a conversation and, and loving what each other's doing and I uh, just want to keep that going um, anybody got any more fun stories? Are we going to just uh, call it a day or what?
2: I think it's time to drink some more beer. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, think I think it is time to, time to drink, more drink, more drink some beer. Beer. more beer. The roar in the back beer. room is back right is calling us. Yeah. I guess we're going to uh, sign off with um, DJ Loop. This is Chris L.
2: This is Donnie Fast with the e Wisdom.
1: And this is um, the... Um, Podcast Alliance. Oh so we got one more person up uh, for
2: Todd come back here.
1: Todd just oh, oh, the sad guy. <laughs> Todd, that's not God, Todd. I'm the freak show. <laughs> Todd Edwards.
4: Thank you for Todd. Yeah. yeah, thank you for uh thank you for listening
0: to the uh, the, the,
4: podcast, the alliance. podcast alliance.
1: Podcast Alliance, baby. Uh, uh, the the, the, the uh, uh, in in inebriate humble wisdom. Hum, <laughs> humble inebriation, <laughs> I think's what we said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was
2: that was like three beers ago, so yeah, it'll work.
1: Uh, <laughs> and,
0: and remember to, to
1: stay humble humble and drink good beer and listen to two other um, podcasts. Please, yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. I'm
4: halfway down in the bottom of a box. Bar-